This is episode 407, Should We Continue the Relationship After Infidelity, part one of three with Jade. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. So I have another three-part series for you this week. I've gotten lots of feedback that you really enjoy the couple session where we do uh, he said, she said, or she said, he said, and then a couple sessions together. And today's topic is one that is so important to talk about. And I'm sure many of you listening have faced in either the relationship you're in or perhaps relationships in the past, which is betrayal and infidelity. For many people, infidelity or any kind of betrayal is a deal breaker. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes there are so many other things leading up to the betrayal or infidelity that of course do not excuse it, but also contribute to why there might be an opening for forgiveness and an opportunity to rebuild the relationship from a fresh start. I personally think that when it comes to infidelity and betrayal, it's not a black and white topic. Like I said, some people may think you cheat, you lie, the relationship's over. And maybe in the beginning of a relationship, that's a little easier. But as time goes on, if you have kids together, it's not such an easy decision. And if you do decide to move forward in the relationship, how do you rebuild trust if you're the person that was betrayed? And how do you ever let go of the guilt and shame if you're the person that did the betrayal? It's a complex subject. And what I have found with when working with couples who decide to stay together after betrayal is that if both people are willing to do the work on themselves and the relationship and actually dismantle divorce and end the old relationship and begin anew, it can take them to a deeper level of commitment and they can have an even better relationship than before. And for others, the betrayal and infidelity is unrepairable. It's been too much, or one person isn't willing to do the work, or one person isn't willing to forgive, or it's just the the end of the relationship for some. And there's no right or wrong choice here. It's all so situational specific. And I don't know how this particular relationship is going to go. I'm recording this one a week. So I've only talked to Jade, the woman in the relationship who was betrayed. And in our coaching session today, we, we cover a lot of ground. It'll be interesting to talk to her partner next week. And then of course, have the couple together the week after. So as you're listening to this call, consider, have you ever been unfaithful in a relationship or have you been cheated on? What do you define as betrayal? Have you gotten really clear inside your mind, inside your heart and with your partner on what is a betrayal? What are the agreements in your relationship? If you have let someone back into your life after betrayal, have you been able to trust again or have you always been looking over your shoulder? And finally, have you always lived with a sense of really not getting your needs met? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Jade. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor this week and truly one of my favorite products, which is Sensate. I use Sensate every night, sometimes during the day to help me relax, help me calm my vagus nerve, help me soothe my nervous system. And it's just a beautiful, soothing, 
easy to use device. Let me tell you about it. It's an infrasound resonance device that when paired with the sessions in the companion app works towards reducing stress and improving well-being. The Sensite device emits infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app to provide deep relaxation in 10 to 30 minute sessions. Sensate not only works towards releasing stress and anxieties in the present moment, but it also increases your stress resilience over time, improves your heart rate variability, and helps with better sleep quality along with many other benefits. So it works towards toning your vagus nerve and releasing stress and anxiety. And you've heard me talk about on the show how the vagus nerve is so important for moving us into that rest and digest, calming our nervous system. And I know for me, I use it every night before I go to sleep. And when I don't use it, I really notice a difference in my sleep. I notice myself waking up more. I've noticed myself not sleeping as deeply. So it really is just a great tool to help us come back into that rest and digest place, regulate our nervous system. Now you can get $30 off from your Sensate device and lead a less stressful device in 2023 use promo code over it and just go to the link in the show notes. Again, use promo code over it to get $30 off your Sensate and go to the link in the show notes. Jade, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me on. I have quite a difficult situation that's come up, I guess. I was partnered with someone over the last year in a new city, in a new state. And that relationship ended quite badly through betrayal and infidelity. Mm. However, for some reason, the universe has brought us back together after some time apart and we're having trouble navigating trust and getting over that betrayal wound. Mm. Mm. So my question Mm -hmm. is how do you move past that when both people are actively doing the work to recognize their patterns and the reasons why things happened and move forward towards love? I mean, I wish it was like a three-step answer I could give you. It's a big question. (laughs) So what responsibility are you taking in it? Let me just hear from you first. I guess recognizing when I'm triggered and not spiraling into reactiveness, which is really hard because, you know, your fight and flight kicks in and you just kind of there's always this feeling that you don't know everything. So when that comes up, trying to just sort of step away and calm myself down Mm -hmm. and not reacting. And let me ask you something. Why did you decide to continue the relationship after the infidelity and betrayal? What made you stay? I have a lot of love for this person and I can sort of see the humanness in what they did. And I've also done similar things in the past. So I saw, you know, there's always a deeper meaning behind something. Mm -hmm. And I think I don't want to say that I love his potential, but I guess that's kind of it. Like I can see that there is some really, really beautiful qualities in him um, and he's just gotten a bit lost along the way. Yeah. You could even say you, you really love his healthy self, you know, where his, his wounded part Mm. is the one acting out here. So I just want to make sure I'm accurate. You have decided to continue in the relationship. We're not, sorry, we're not actively together. We're sort of in that in-between phase because there's no trust there yet. Okay. Got you. So the question is, how do I get trust back? Which makes me think you want to give this relationship a shot. See, I'm on the fence because I've done a lot of work on myself. Yep. 
And the biggest thing that comes up for me is the self-betrayal of letting someone back into my energy right. after that's happened. Right. Right. And I get that. So when you check in with your body, when you check in with your intuition, what comes up? I really feel like he's my mirror in a lot of senses. And throughout the time that I've known him, I've grown and evolved so much, um, recognizing my own shadows within him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like leaning into where this takes us, even though it will be challenging. Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely going to be challenging if there's not trust there. Mm. Right. So one of the things that if we, if we do decide to move forward in a relationship after there's been a betrayal, we actually do have to decide to trust again. Otherwise it's torture and you're Mm. always on guard. So it's either you forgive, you put prevention plans into place in terms of communication, in terms of agreements, in terms of, you know, any work or support that you want. Mm. And there has to be a bit of a blank slate and an agreement to trust again. Because imagine the shoes on the other foot. Imagine you're in a relationship and you're constantly having to prove that you're trustworthy. That's going to be exhausting. And there's going to be a constant need for reassurance there. And then back in your shoes, being in a relationship where you're looking over your shoulder metaphorically, that's not going to feel good either. That's going to feel really exhausting. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions I have for you is, do you, and and the answer can be no. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you can forgive, which doesn't mean condone, and actually give him a blank slate, like give him trust again? I feel like I can on a mind level, on a body level. It's that triggered reaction that comes up in me and my fight and flight takes over. Yeah. And that triggered reaction isn't new. And that's probably been there since before he came. So what is he triggering? An unworthiness wound. From when and from who? Probably my first relationship when I was a teenager. What happened then? There was a lot of dishonesty. Um, I'm not sure about infidelity, but a lot of dishonesty and sort of left guessing what was happening and feeling not enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was that the first time you felt not enough? No, that stems back into my early years. Mm -hmm. From what and from who? I have a bit of a mother wound basically just someone that's quite um, emotionally immature. And I don't say that with judgment. It's just an observation Mm -hmm. of growing up in an explosive household. And Mm -hmm. there was never sort of recognition or apology or reconciliation after an explosion. So Mm -hmm. the people pleasing came out and Mm -hmm. I, for the longest time, which is something that I'm working through now Mm -hmm. is you know, not having to change someone else's reaction. But I felt like for a lot of my childhood, I was sort of fighting for my mum's validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And didn't feel safe. Mm. Mm-hmm. And with fighting for validation, having a relationship where there's betrayal and infidelity, that goes together, right? Because when there is betrayal and infidelity, then we don't feel worthy. We don't feel chosen. We don't feel validated. So you're very aware, which I love, and you're very thoughtful and you're very connected to your body and intuition. 
And my encouragement to you would be, so one of the things that is such an emotional and spiritual mature choice is to know that whatever happens, or I guess it's not so much of a choice as it is a belief and a way of being, is knowing that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. So Mm. if you choose to pursue this relationship and there is infidelity again, then you can be like, okay, we tried. This doesn't work. This is the person isn't at a point where they can stop this from happening. And I'm not at a point where I can be with this again. But if you pursue the relationship with fear, with that constant like trust, is he going to do it again? Am I safe? Then you're back to that feeling of the first relationship. And even back further, you're back to that feeling of mom, of Mm. like really not feeling safe and secure and knowing where you stand in the relationship. And as much as it would be easier if he just did all his work, he had you know, gave you all the validation. You got a stamp of approval for a life coach or therapist or psychic or astrologer that said he will never <laughs> do it again. Um, all of that would be really great, but that's not you empowering yourself. That's looking outside yourself mm-hmm. for validation and reassurance, just like you were looking to mom for reassurance. Now, as a kid, it's healthy to look outside ourselves for validation and reassurance. That's part of being a kid is the adults are there mm-hmm. to help reassure us, to help validate it. But as adults, it becomes our job to do that for our inner child. So the mm. question of like, how do I trust again? You just choose, you, you just have to, you just choose to. And the person you need to trust the most is yourself. So this is less about, can I trust him? And it's more about, can I trust me? Mm. Can I trust me to show up? not constantly needing validation and reassurance? Can I trust me to show up not having doubt? Can I trust me to show up not looking at him as the man who hurt me and the man who cheated? Like, how can I trust me to show up? And can I trust me to know that if betrayal happens again, or if I'm not feeling safe, like I didn't feel safe as a child, I will go. But I think part of the issue here is there's no reference point for you. You know, we've just Mm -hmm. talked about mom and and one relationship, but it doesn't sound like you've had a lot of experience in relationship where you have just felt completely safe. Mm, That's true. I have had relationships throughout my 20s, but yeah, a lot of them didn't feel safe for various reasons. Right, right. Mm. So it's like, how do you create safety in your own nervous system? How do you create safety for that little girl inside yourself, no matter what he is or isn't doing? And then Mm -hmm. on the practical level, how do you create agreements of communication? Of like my husband and I have an agreement in our relationship is if anyone comes into our life that we're attracted to, that we're starting to talk to, that could lead somewhere, you know, not great. We talk to each other about it. Mm. And, or if either one of us is thinking about doing something, we talk to each other about it. And we've, there's been a couple of times where we've had to have that really tough conversation. And 
that's the kind of like hard, but honest agreements that after something like this, a couple needs to make. Mm. Because if there's not that safety for him to come to you and be like, there's this woman who I've noticed, or I'm tempted, or I'm noticing that our intimacy hasn't been connected. And I'm finding myself thinking about X, Y, Z. Like if he can't come to you and say that, if you immediately go to, you're betraying me again, you're cheating, like whatever, then it, it it's like, he's going to have to operate in the shadows again. Mm-hmm. Right. And there needs to be safety for you to be able to say, you're not doing anything, but I'm triggered. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling unsafe. And I just need to presence that's with you because I don't want to pull it away. I don't want to push it away and I don't want to hide it from you. And it's not your job to fix, but I need to tell you I'm feeling a little unsteady right now. Mm, See, I do. I do do that. Beautiful. I think the hard bit then is that he, that triggers his guilt and shame cycle when I'm, even though I say, I just need you to hold space for me. This isn't personal. This is what I'm feeling. And in, in, at times that still triggers his yeah. guilt. Well, and I'll talk to him about that. I will speak to him about that. Mm. And okay. normal, because when we do something like betrayal and infidelity, guilt and shame come with it. And, but it's not mm. actually not fair for him to make it about his guilt and shame when you're coming to him to share. So that's going to be part of the agreement is that you know, he's not responsible for you feeling safe in the relationship in the sense of constant reassurance. He is responsible in terms of his actions <laughs> mm-hmm. and you are not responsible for alleviating or not triggering his guilt and shame when you need to talk about what's coming up for you. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of agreements yeah. and I'll either talk to him or I'll talk to both of you about it. Um, and maybe the request isn't, I need you to hold space. Maybe it's just, listen, just listen. I need to get this out. Mm-hmm. And I know it kind of sounds like the same, but when a man hears, I need you to hold space, he thinks that there's something he has to do versus like, okay. I just need you to listen. I just need you to hear this. And I will speak to him about that because that is something that you deserve. That is something that you deserve. And the people pleaser, and you cannot be worried about his guilt and shame in that moment. Because mm, I feel like that just triggers me further that I don't feel safe to express. Right. And you need that safety mm. to express. Mm. Because if you don't feel safe to express, you're going to start withholding. That's going to impact all aspects of your life and relationship, relational dynamics with him, including being in your feminine, including being intimate, all those kinds of things. And you're not going to mm. have the kind of connection that you want or mm-hmm. that he wants. So we'll talk about that. And I'll talk to him or we'll talk all together about how if he wants you to relax in your feminine and have the beautiful intimacy that both of you desire, if you, you know, choose to continue pursuing this, he's got to be able to hold without going into guilt and shame. Yeah. So what's coming up for you? I think just the recognition of this is something that I've always wanted to, you know, to have a safe relationship and Mm -hmm. the idea of it sounds beautiful and the idea of it with him sounds beautiful. It's just, Mm -hmm. Yeah, just fear. <laughs> yeah, what are you scared of? Scared of missing something. So I feel like I'm hypervigilant all the time. Yeah. I'm monitoring things all the time to look for look for something that I've missed. Oh, I can relate. It's, it's, it's exhausting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, 
that hypervigilance is a protective pattern. And so how can you be with that part of you without making it wrong? Just accept it as my ego trying to protect me. It's a part. It's not even your ego. It's a protective part. Yeah. That just is a little scared because love is risky. You know, we're not talking about what, what you're going to choose to have for dinner here. We're talking about your heart. It's a big deal. And so that hypervigilant mm-hmm. part, you know, usually what we need when we ask ourselves, what do I need is we need regulation. So it might be that you, you know, shake it out. It might be that you go do some freeform writing and just like let it all go. It might be that you go mm. scream into a pillow. It might be that you have a good cry. So you probably need a bit of a release <laughs> and regulation. Mm, I have done all of the above. Okay, great. Great. Does it help? <laughs> yeah. It does. It does. I just have to remember to do it, particularly when I'm in that state of it's not my first thought to be like, release it. I'm just right. like, I'm so in my feels. Right. And that's so, okay. Yeah. But when I do, it's really helpful. Right. And that's okay. Mm. Cause you're human and you've had a life and you didn't have a mother that was really great at soothing you and nurturing you and reassuring you. So you're learning how to do that. You're learning how to mm. do that. And in a relationship with someone who's broken trust, wow, what a teacher. to help you learn how to regulate Mm. in an intimate relationship. Because like, like we said, you didn't really have a model for that. Mm. So I think it's very advanced that you're considering moving forward in this relationship. It takes a lot to forgive and move forward from betrayal and infidelity. It does. But what we haven't talked about, but what I'm getting from you because you didn't even bring it up is there's a beautiful sense of self-worth that you embody because I haven't once heard you compare or think you were less than in any way. Mm, I've only, that's the thing. It's this relationship has been my biggest lesson because I had those feelings of not being good enough Mm -hmm. to this betrayal. There was a few betrayals throughout our relationship. So it was, yeah, it kind of really knocked me down a bit of like, why isn't it me? Why I'm, why mm-hmm. am I not chosen? Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the point of, of walking away from it, there was just this overwhelming sense of like, no, like I've done so much work on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not settling for this. I'm worth more. Beautiful. And I'm acknowledging that mm-hmm. and seeing that you really have embodied that and done that work. Cause this wasn't about you not being chosen at all. Mm. I know it's not personal. (laughs) It's not. And it can feel really personal at the time, but Mm. I love that you are seeing that and you're choosing to truly believe that because if you take it personally, you're always a victim in the situation. And that Mm. is not the dynamic you want to go into if you choose to pursue this. No, I've done that my whole life and I'm over it. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And I'm just reflecting back to you. Great job. Because the way you've shown up in this conversation is not a victim. You're tender, you're vulnerable, but you're not in victim. And you're also not in spiritual bypass. Neither is great. Mm. You're more in, okay, like there's something juicy here. And I don't just mean juicy in terms of the relationship chemistry. I mean, juicy in terms of, wow, this could be a huge growth for me. This could be my Mm. biggest edge. 
Mm, I think that's it. It's like leaning into the discomfort of it, um, knowing that I've already learned so much and seeing that he's equally doing the work on himself and showing up consistently. So it's like, okay, why have we been brought back together? Exactly. So I want to pause here because I want to give you some things to think about and we'll talk again in our couple session. But what your homework is, is I want you to think and write a little bit about trust and what trust means to you and how trust feels. I want you to really start to embody like you going in and trusting what that looks like. And then I want you to think about on a more practical level, what agreements need to be made, including like, how do we prevent this from happening again? What are agreements Mm -hmm. around communication? What are agreements about connection? What are agreements so that this schism in the relationship, what are agreements about professional help together and individually? Mm -hmm. And I want you to not be shy and, and write them all out. What are my agreements around me being able to express Mm -hmm. to you and me being able to talk to you about this and have that ready for our couple session? Okay. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel like I have some direction with what I need from here. Great. Great. And and how that looks for me. And I hope you feel proud of yourself because you're walking through this with a lot of integrity and a lot of willingness and a lot of awareness. I have a lot of love for him. Yeah. Well, what I'm also seeing is you have a lot of love for yourself. Mm. And that's the most important thing. So thank you, Jade, for being part of this three-part series. So as I said to Jade in the call, I really acknowledge how she's done a lot of inner work here and she's not in the place of being a victim. And when we are betrayed and we are cheated on, of course we have our anger and of course we have our hurt. And of course it was an awful thing to have happen. And of course we get to be mad and angry at the other person. But if we hold on to that for too long, then we're the ones that continues to hurt ourselves. And so forgiveness is a definitely a process. It's not overnight. It's not something we can do just with our mind. We need to do it with our heart, with our somatic body. We need to move through those emotions of anger and sadness and hurt and shame and all of that to get to a place of how do I really feel about this situation? And is my heart open to repair? And for Jade, she's in that place of not being totally sure. She loves this person a lot, but she's questioning, can I ever trust again? And I trust him again. And it's a great question. Now I have seen in my nearly two decades of doing this and just in my experience of being a human, which has been longer than two decades, people can change. They really can. I think about my own husband who was a serial cheater, never faithful in any of his relationships. And I never worry about him cheating. Even if it goes away out of town, I never, it never even crosses my mind because he has cleaned that up inside of himself. I can feel it in my body. And so it is possible for people to get to the root of what is causing infidelity and betrayal. For some people, it's not possible. Some people aren't willing to dig that deep. It's an addiction. It's stuff that they aren't able to go and heal. And in those situations, my advice is usually this probably isn't the committed relationship you want to be in for the person being cheated on. But in other situations, I can think of several relationships, both friends and people I've coached, the relationship's even better afterwards. 
So for Jade, she really gets to think about what agreements does she want to make? What does she really need in this relationship? And is she willing to trust again? Because for her to go into a relationship constantly worried and constantly doubting, that's not going to be sustainable. And her nervous system isn't going to be able to relax. And the other thing that's super important, and I'll talk to her partner about this, is she she needs a place to process her feelings with a coach, with a therapist, not all with him. I, didn't, I don't think I said that to her in the episode, but hopefully Jade, you're listening now. You need that safe space. And when there's times you need to share about your process with your partner, that needs to be okay without him going into a guilt and shame spiral. Otherwise, that withholding of intimacy will create more problems down the road. So I'm excited to talk to her partner. I'm excited for the couple session to see where this goes because anything is repairable. It truly is if two people are truly willing and committed to doing the work. And in every relationship, we all have to take 100 responsibility for our 50%. And that can be really hard, especially when we're the one that feels like we were wronged. And I do think sometimes in relationship, one person is quote unquote more in the wrong than the other, but we still have to take 100% for how we respond to that. So stay tuned for the next two weeks and we'll see where this relationship goes. That's the show for today, everybody. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.